Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The NFL Draft is upon us. Where are these Georgia Bulldogs going to land? We got some guys, first-round guys, Stetson Bennett. Where's he going to land? Uh, all that with our guest, Joe DeLeon, and Israel join us here in a little bit. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs on the Believe Network. Hey, welcome in. Happy Wednesday. The draft, it is draft eve. First round is tomorrow night. Lots of excitement in the NFL draft, not only with the Georgia Bulldogs, but a lot of teams uh, have a lot of these top guys. Bama with Bryce Young, Kentucky with Will Levis, uh, Florida with Anthony Richardson, a lot of guys around our league. The SEC has uh, got a lot of intrigue in this draft, but on to Tell us about a lot of that intrigue. We had him on for Senior Bowl, post Senior Bowl. Uh, we're going to kind of see how that how that shakes out um, tomorrow night, Friday and Saturday in the NFL Draft. It's Joe DeLeon. What's up, Joe? Man, it feels like so long ago after we talked about the about the Senior Bowl. A lot has changed. A lot has changed, and even for the top guy that I know that we're going to dive into in Jalen Carter. But man, I'm excited. Draft is coming so close. You spent all this time and this whole process getting ready. And it's all going to come come to fruition this uh, this Thursday. Absolutely, and uh, man, I can't wait because there's some there's some you know surefire first rounders with Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, probably Broderick Jones. Uh, but then there's a couple other fringe first round guys that I'm seeing. Some mocks have them in the first, some mocks have them in the second with Keely Ringo and Darnell Washington, and then Chris Smith, things like that. But let's start with Jalen Carter, the obvious surefire top ten pick. Had some legal issues during the combine. Seemed to have put that in his rear view. Had some has had some really good meetings with some some uh, some of these teams. Uh, most recently, Atlanta, the Atlanta Falcons. Where do you project Jalen Carter? Does this legal stuff drop him a little bit, or did it really matter in the grand scheme of things? I, I think it does definitely drop him, and I think it's less to do with the legal matter and more to do with one the maturity concerns for a player like this and the things that he was surrounded by, and I'm sure that these NFL teams that are considering taking him in the top 10 have done more than their due diligence to know what his involvement was. I think the other aspect of this now comes into his pro day performance where he showed up out of breath and he was uh, not in the best of shape with his shirt off. And a lot of people were saying that he's not really, doesn't really look like he was in shape for that workout. Um, other people that uh, you kind of heard talking about that pro day were saying that, well, they had him running from drill to drill. So he was out of breath, but I, I, acknowledge that I think he's going to slide out of consideration for the top defensive player. But beyond that, I don't see him making it past the fifth or the sixth pick, uh, or even maybe even as far as seven or eight, like that's the absolute furthest I see him going. And I think that the Seahawks will be a perfect destination for him. Mm -hmm. Get him as far away from the South as possible, as far away from Georgia in a situation where he's on a well-coached team and all he's going to be focusing on is football. 
There's nothing fun to do in Seattle. It's raining all the time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Get him distracted. And then the other possible spot for uh, Jalen Carter is the Detroit Lions at six. I was on a Lions podcast, and they they made a, a not the best of jokes, but they're like, well, there's there's no roads to race on in Detroit, so he might be fine. <laughs> not the greatest joke, but again, you're getting away from you know putting him into a spot where he's on a well coached team, yeah. a disciplined team, uh, and that I I really do think that. Uh, either of those spots are going to be great for him. He's going to be such a talented player. He just needs a little bit of time. And I think that we need to give him that time to grow up and be an adult. We all did stupid stuff yeah. when we were younger. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I think he's learned from it. And, and, and thankfully, it wasn't worse for him uh, than it was uh, with with the uh, with the conclusion of those legal matters. And if you want to hear more about that, we did some shows, Israel and I, previous on that. So I'm not going to hash on that too much. Is there going to be any teams that trade is there potential teams that are interested that will possibly trade in like i've heard the philadelphia eagles maybe the pittsburgh steelers uh as as a possibility any of those teams scheme fit wise or that you've heard or seen that might trade in to like six or seven to to, to grab jalen carter yeah i think that trade in is certainly uh, a possibility and i i to be frank if the philadelphia eagles end up scooping up jalen carter that is going to be so frightening to then repair Jordan Davis, the mm-hmm. Kobe Dean, and Jalen Carter. And it's just another one of those, the rich get richer. And it, it's annoying as a Giants fan to know that the Eagles are in such a position that they can do something like that and that they're going to probably come away with a pick at 10 that is going to bolster them a, a ton, even though they already have a really good roster. But uh, no, I absolutely believe, though, that somebody could trade up if he does make it past eight. I don't think I, I don't think the concern is enough for him to slide out of the top 10. Okay. Yeah, I, I I don't think so either. It's just going to be one of those teams. I mean, the Falcons may not let him get past eight if that's the case. I, I sure as heck think Philly's going to have to trade up yeah. from 10 if they're going to have a chance at him. But another guy that I think, uh, before we get to that, we are presented by betonline.ag. Silly me, I forgot to include them on that. Um, they're the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. If you want to bet on the NFL draft, Will Levis's odds just changed thanks to Reddit. Uh, Bryce Young, where does he end up? You can bet on all of that at betonline.ag. All you got to do is head to the website or you can do this on your phone or your mobile device and uh, type in the promo code believe B-L-E-A-V, to get that 50% welcome, the welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is where the game starts. So uh, Nolan Smith, somebody that had some injuries. You know, we we, we did a uh, like a February draft review of Nolan Smith, uh, Israel and I, and we, we determined that whatever team's going to get him is going to be lucky to have such a versatile pass rusher, uh, somebody that's really strong in the run game. Is the shoulder injury going to be a concern as a rookie for Nolan Smith? Is that going to affect his draft stock? I don't think it really matters where he gets drafted. He, I think he's going to ball out when he's fully fully recovered from that shoulder injury. Yeah, I, I don't think that the, the injury is going to negatively impact him too much just for the sake of he's had such a long window of recovery. And I, I think where he ends up landing in the back end of the first round it has more to do with just his projection. And then on top of that, the the current ranking of where the other guys sit on a lot of other people's boards. And, and a lot of times when you got, have these guys that get injured during the season, you don't get enough games out of them. It's a lot of what have you done for me lately? And we're going off of what have the guys done recently that are ahead of them done. And there's a lot of guys like Tyree Wilson and Lucas Van Ness that have surged up boards. And Nolan Smith has kind of stayed stagnant of where the expectation was of him coming into the season. I also will say him not having a lot of sack production. 
I think that's where some of the concern comes in. But a lot of creative defensive coordinators, to your point, very explosive athlete. Um, I think he can move well enough to play in space. But for as fast as he is, to basically just be able to run around guys, mm-hmm. that's not going to work in the NFL. But no. you refine his technique. You refine his, his pass rush moves. Uh, I think he could be a very dangerous player. For whatever reason, he feels like a Baltimore Raven, and I wouldn't be shocked if he ends up with the Ravens. Uh, but Nolan Smith, very, very talented player that could end up in that back end of the first first round. Yeah, I, I could see any one of these uh, any one of these odd front teams jump up and nab him. Now, uh, speaking of odd front teams that can jump up and nab a defensive player, Keely Ringo, where does he fit? Because uh, again, his season was. Up and down. He had some really, really good moments. Picked off uh, the picked off Will Levis in a, in a game momentum swinging uh, interception on the road at Kentucky. He's had some moments this season where it didn't look like he was going full throttle or whatever. Whatever the case may be, he's a fringe first rounder. I've seen him projected uh, early second round as well. Where does Keely Ringo fit in this thing? Yeah, I think Keely's stock has really shifted since the beginning of the season. I think a lot of people were saying to themselves, wow, this is a former highly recruited kid, very, very explosive athlete, but we kind of got better perspective on his testing numbers. And we, you do see some of those deficiencies in his numbers show up on tape. I I don't think he changes direction very well. Uh, I also think that his reaction time isn't great. And I think compared to some of these other guys that were a little bit more consistent in Deontay Banks, Joey Porter, Jr. uh, Devin Witherspoon, Christian Gonzalez, he, for me, is that fifth guy. Uh, I think with the talent at this this corner class, he could be a late first-rounder, could be an early second-rounder, as you said, but realistically, he's probably going to be one of the later guys in the top five of these corners to be selected. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I noticed that on... I noticed that on... I was watching Anthony Richardson's tape, actually, and uh, there was a few deep balls that he threw to CJ Henderson where it just didn't look like Keely Ringo reacted fast enough. Is there, you know, is there things that, you know, projection wise or potential wise uh, that teams will like a lot with Keely Ringo to maybe get him into the first round, or is he just kind of second round or, or day two kind of guy and he's just going to get on a roster and develop. I think a lot of guys are going to love the size and the speed. Like I think a lot of teams are going to get excited about that. And when you, you can't really find a lot of corners that can move as quickly as him uh, accelerate as easy as he, as he can. It's, it's kind of funny when you watch him because he closes down gaps really quickly because of his speed. He just doesn't change direction well enough that you can be as excited about him as you would be uh, some of these other prospects. But uh, I think that is what is attracting NFL teams to maybe take him as a late first rounder is that speed. And he's, he's built, he's got a really big frame. He's a really big corner uh, for a team that I think is maybe looking for a, a cover, you know, a, not a cover, a, a zone corner, that's what's going to really be what is going to be attracted for a guy like Keely Ringo. Yeah, no doubt. And and I think people get enamored with that 40 time, and, and they can work on the change of direction. They can work on ball skills and things mm-hmm. like that. These coaches do absolutely amazing things uh, with uh, – with those guys at this level, but um, size, speed, uh, Darnell Washington. Um, he's a mountain of a man. Agent zero is what they called him. You know, I've seen him early second round. I've seen Jaguars as a potential fit. The Cincinnati Bengals could be a team that could, uh, that could go get Darnell Washington. He's, he's kind of that 
interior piece that they may need to complete their offense. You know, where, where do you see somebody like him fitting and what, like what about Darnell Washington really excites NFL teams? Yeah, the, the size and the the blocking ability that he brings to the table, being 6'8 and 260 plus is is massive. There's not a lot of tight ends in the NFL that can be built like him and then also move like him. He's also got really big, strong hands, as we saw at the Combine, and then we also saw in some of his, his highlights this season. I think a lot of teams are going to be hoping for that upside. I think the one good thing about Darnell Washington is you know what his floor is. This past year for Georgia, he was the – best second tight end in college football. And I don't think there's a reason why at the bare minimum, Darnell Washington can't be the best second tight end in the NFL. If that's what he becomes, I don't know because we don't have enough evidence to say that Darnell Washington can be um, a full time number one, go-to tight end because we just don't have evidence of that. He's always been the secondary option to Brock Bowers, but man, he's got the traits to do it. I have him as my third tight end in the class. Uh, and I think he's just got so much potential because of that size, the power. He just does everything really, really well. And at the very least, you get a nice red zone threat that's an extra offensive lineman. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, some of the catches he made in space on throws that probably should have been overthrow interceptions, he plucks them out of the air just because yeah. he looks like an NBA player. So I, I think <laughs> I think like team, Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I think a team like Cincinnati, when you have all yeah. this attention on Jamar Chase and T. Higgins that's somebody in the red zone that ooh, he's pretty sneaky now. And and they've never had a guy like that. Or, you know, if, if you want him as a number two, maybe Baltimore goes up and gets him uh, and, and pairs him up with Mark Andrews or, you know, for Jacksonville, because Evan Ingram's on a one-year deal, maybe they get him and, and just kind of pair those guys up. Cause Evan Ingram's not necessarily an, an inline blocking guy uh, like Darnell Washington can be, and they can, run a lot of 12 personnel. So the I really like the versatility yeah. of what Darnell Washington brings to the table. I think a lot of teams are going to benefit heavily from having him on their roster. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's where the attraction comes from is that, again, the floor is so high that you're going to, at the very least, get a great blocker. So these teams are going to be saying to themselves, look, if maybe he doesn't pan out as a, as a go-to full-time production guy that mm-hmm. is as productive as we're hoping – at least we're getting a really nice piece to this roster. And I think that realistically, he's probably going to be more of a second round pick for that reasoning. But uh, I don't think he falls further than day two if if he does somehow slide. Yeah, I mean, I, I think worst case scenario, late second rounder. Yeah, uh, if there's if there's a run of offensive linemen or defensive guys, I mean, I think this is a pretty defensive and, and upfront heavy draft, right? Yeah, there's a lot of great defensive talent, but there's also a lot of tight end talent. So I think that if a run does start on the tight ends, it could incentivize teams in the second round to say, oh, crap, we got to go get our guy. We got to go get the, you know, one of the tight ends that we really like if they maybe miss out on somebody else. So if, you know, if we do end up with a Dalton Kincaid and a Luke Musgrave going ahead of him, I think teams are going to be rushing to move up to maybe go get him or just running to the podium with a pick to take Darnell Washington. Roger Jones, speaking of upfront talent, I mean, one of the more athletic tackles in this draft, uh, seeing him run out and, and block guys in space on screens, pulling things like that, just demolishing edge guys, demolishing interior guys, just the size and strength that he brings to the table. Where, you know, where do you see him landing? Yeah, I think he's going to be a top 20 pick. I, I think with the way that this tackle class is unfolding, there's just not a lot of top end talent. And I think what you get with Broderick Jones, Awesome wide base. He plays with the best base maybe out of any of these 
these offensive tackles. He moves so well, kind of like a basketball player playing defense the way he moves with his feet. Mm -hmm. I think he just needs to add a little bit more strength to his upper body, a little bit more bulk to his upper body. He's a little bit lean up top, uh, but the guy moves just so well. And I think that a lot of teams that see a guy like that and are going to say, let's bulk him up. Maybe his first year, he's still figuring things out a little bit. He's getting a little more comfortable. He's getting strong enough to deal with these, these power rushers, but Wow, Roger Jones can be a you know very very talented left tackle or even right tackle in the NFL. I don't doubt it. Just the, just the way he moves. So we only got you for a few more minutes. Uh, and God, we have three minutes and way more than three prospects to cover here. But we're going to rapid fire <laughs> this thing. Stetson Bennett, day three. What like is you know what's what's going on with him? Is is he taking a hit? Or is he going to get drafted? Where where does he? Yeah, Stetson's, Stetson's strange to really figure out, and I'll try not to be too negative as I've always been on Stetson Bennett, but they, you get the folks in the media, and it's a lot of former GMs who prop him up as this this great backup who could prove everybody wrong, and it's going to be like a, a total steal. And then there's others that are like, why would I waste my time with a guy who's 25 or so that's doing these dumb things off the field? And like that video of him for the disorderly drunken disorderly is not great. And I don't know all this stuff and the way that he's handled himself is a little bit questionable. I, I think that realistically the way that it's kind of countered itself here and it's kind of like a cancelization of won the national championship, the hype was high for him. And then it got canceled out by the off the field stuff and getting arrested. So it's now back to what his stock probably normally would have been if he had a normal college football season, didn't win the national championship, wasn't a Heisman finalist where early to late day three pick. It's probably where he's going to go. Chris Smith. I still really like Chris Smith. I was really disappointed with the testing numbers. D just yeah. did not test well, but oh man, he's just a, such a smart football player, such a sm smart football player. And Kirby loved him. Uh, and I think for that reason, like you gotta, you kind of got to trust a guy like Kirby smart and the attraction to a guy like Christopher Smith. I'm sure that the, the reviews have been glowing. Uh, maybe he's like, a, I think he's Ryan Roberts. My co-host has said he's like mm -hmm. Rodney McLeod is a really good comparison for him. So could be a really, really nice player in the NFL. Just a heady player. Just going to be in the right place at the yeah. right time. He's going to be one of those that he's going to play well, despite his testing numbers. You know, he's just always going to be in the right position. He's, he's the, uh, he's the no name boring superstar, but uh, Joe, it's, uh, I know you got to run. You you're probably in a million different places, a million different times. <laughs> yeah, you're probably going to grow roots in that studio uh, by the time this thing's over with all the appearances you're making around the definitely. network. So <laughs> we definitely we definitely appreciate you coming on board here. Um, if if you haven't caught on to uh, the Believe Network, it's uh, it's it's growing like wildfire. We're everywhere. We're on just about every TV network and. We're going to continue to be. We're just going to have our own channel everywhere. You know, we got to reach out to Comcast Almost. and Direct TV Stream, and let's get the big boys out there, and let's get our own <laughs> network here. And um, this is going to this is going to be a lot of fun. So uh, this journey is still still going, still skyrocketing. Uh, Joe D. Leon does a lot of great things around the network. Uh, Rafino and Joe show the the uh, the first team, um, and then your NFL draft stuff with uh, Ryan Roberts, and you are the number one utility guy, is what I'm learning <laughs> as well. You're on every show about every topic, so uh, great to have you, Joe. Man, I appreciate you coming on board. Um, I'll save your voice for the next for the next host, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk at you later. We'll we'll, we'll recap th these things afterward at some point when the dust settles, and and just kind of see how these teams did, and kind of see where everybody landed. So, for sure, of course, I thanks, Corey. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it.
do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.